0: The story I'm about to share is a hacker's worst nightmare. And I happened to go through this nightmare. Last time I came on the podcast, I mentioned that I got started with hacking when I was in high school and I loved it just like anybody else would. And my first professional job was to be a hacker. And I was 19 at the time. I was working with two government agencies as an offensive intrusion analyst. And what this really means, what this title really means is a nation state hacker, someone who is breaking into foreign government networks and also foreign companies, foreign companies targeting the United States. And I worked for the government for three and a half years, and I loved it. It was a great job. I loved the mission. I loved the team. And honestly, it made me feel like a ninja. I'd go to my tool belt, I'd pull out an exploit, and I'd launch it. And the the most stressful part about the job was just making sure you don't break anything. Don't break an application, don't make it restart, and don't get caught. So what we would do to see if someone did get caught, sometimes tools will get burnt. So we would have a fingerprint on the tools that we'd use. So we would know if this tool was burnt, who was using it, how it got burnt. The fingerprint that I would use, it was like an alias. It was MizJ, M-I-Z-Z-J. And I figured to use Ms. J. was a good way to keep me anonymous and a little far from the hack. And it also was a homage to one of my favorite teachers. So I worked for the government for three and a half years, ultimately left and wanted to work for public organizations. So after I left, life went on. And I had many jobs over the next nine years, many jobs, many chapters in my life. And one big chapter for me was getting married. And I got married on March 26, 2022. Our wedding was amazing. And unfortunately, it was also the beginning of this hacking nightmare. The day of my wedding, I got a message from a number in my phone with the contact of Miss J. And I thought this was really strange because Miss J was my favorite teacher, but I never had her phone number. And the message was a message to update the contact card and the contact card had a picture of me and my wife Monica so i was immediately taken back to my days of working with the government because this was something similar to what i would do the most successful exploit that i had was taking advantage of the contact card feature in phones and everyone has contacts in their phones so that feature the way that it was built it was similar for so many phones, at least it was during the time that I was working with the government. And it was one of the most successful ways that we would break into networks, but also be able to read you know, more sensitive information. So right after I saw this happen, I called one of my, my friends that was still working with the government. And I asked him if there was anything he could share. I told him the whole story that Miss J, this was a contact card, it had a picture of me on it and I never had a contact of Miss J in the first place. And my friend said, all I could tell you is that this isn't a good look, and I would strongly consider you to get a new phone. And if you do that, you also probably wanna get a new laptop because you know that traversing a a network is what you wanna do as a hacker. And if they have that foothold into your phone, they're probably trying to breach other devices. So the only thing that stopped me from being really paranoid on the day of my wedding was the fact that we were getting married and that day I didn't need my phone because everybody was coming to me and we had a wedding planner for, for that anyways. And you know, the wedding, the best day of my life, the best day of my wife's life. And we just had so much fun. Our honeymoon was in two days. So I figured, that would be enough time for me to get a new phone. And that's exactly what I did. We got a new phone. We went to the woods in Texas for our honeymoon. We were like, let's get some seclusion. Let's get some nice downtime and be alone. So we were in the woods and I remember getting set up in our little cabin that we rented. I got another text message from Miss J. And I was like, ah. Like, we just got here. This is the worst thing that could happen. And I haven't told my wife about the day of our wedding. I never told her about the work that I did with the government because it wasn't really, I I can't really get into too many details anyway. So there wasn't really an opportunity to get into all of this. So I started to tell her what happened. And she was a little worried, a little concerned, very confused. So, to just try to resolve this thing, I was going to just call my service provider, it was Verizon at the time, and just let them know everything that happened. Let them know about my past, let them know that this is happening, and see if there's any way that they could just cut that line of communication off. They have access to these networks. I was like, maybe they could stop something that my friends couldn't help me with. So I started to call the number for Verizon. And as I had send, some of the numbers started to disappear, like somebody was hitting backspace on the numbers of my phone. So I couldn't call Verizon. So I asked my wife, Monica I said, Hey, let me use your phone. So I started to type in uh, the Verizon 1 800 number. And as I was typing it in, There's a message at the very top that says, Miss J would like you to update her contact card. And at this point, I knew that I got to just hurry up and dial the number. So I dialed it. I go outside and I'm talking to Verizon. And the person said that, hey, you know, I can't help you, but we're going to, you know, file a ticket and we're going to escalate it. Very stressful, not helpful at all. Um, Didn't feel heard really at the moment. But I figured this is a story that I'm trying to dump on someone. They're probably not going to really be able to interpret what's going on to me. So we hang up, they say they're going to call us back. And I go back inside and I see Monica on her laptop and I say, Hey, what are you doing? And she said, I'm checking my bank to make sure that I still have money in my account. We're getting hacked. Right. I want to make sure that we're good. And I, at that point, my heart stopped It it sunk and she logs into her bank, her account is at zero. This was the worst day for me because my past was starting to affect my future. Her account was at zero, my account was at zero, and we are in the woods. We don't have any way to get back. And that's how I got hacked and stranded. 10 minutes later, things started to go off, but I woke up. It was a hacker's nightmare. It was the worst nightmare for me. And I wanted to share that story because to me it felt like a movie and it's really fun to think about, you know, being in this industry of cybersecurity.